You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. I am so excited to have you today because this conversation that we're about to have is literally for everybody. (laughs) I said it in the show when we were recording, but it's just so true that I feel like every conversation I'm having with friends over a cup of coffee is about this idea of what's next feeling stuck, wondering if what you're doing is enough, all the things, especially if you are at a transition season, like in between one thing and the next. And you just want to make sure you you got things straight because things can be confusing, but not anymore. Thanks to our friend and today's guest, Chanel DeCoon. She has a new book that just came out last week called Life Starts Now, How to Create the Life that You've Been Waiting for. And it is amazing and answers some of the hardest questions that there are out there to answer. And as intimidating as conversation sounds like the topic can just be something that we don't necessarily want to lean in on because like I said, it can be intimidating. Please listen in because Chanel attacks this in such a fun, honest and authentic way that makes this so easy for you to take your next step in whatever you feel like is holding you back. We're talking about finding your identity, what excites you, what doesn't excite you, the importance of reclaiming your morning and the way that you start your day, how to know your talents and honest, practical advice for stepping forward and assessing who you are and where you're headed in life. Real wisdom, super practical, amazing, and really easy to listen to. Today's conversation is made just for you. Hey, Chanel, I'm so excited to have you today. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. We were just talking about how we are both in the South and I don't know about you, but I like I step outside and instantly like my top lips just start sweating. Like I think about being outside and I'm like getting a little toasty. Oh, yeah. I'm just oh, yeah, I'm so excited. And all the stores are putting out all their fall decor. And I'm like, yes, guys, keep pushing it. Yes. Keep pushing it. <laughs> Maybe the weather will catch on. Exactly. Oh. I was going to say not my reality outside, but um, <laughs> thank yeah. you. No, no, no. Yes. We are just going to claim all like the, the cozy weather while it's like 89 plus outside right now. Yeah. Oh, man. What have you been doing this summer? Uh, Wow. Well, a lot of it has been um, just kind of gearing up for my book coming out. I'm also expecting a baby. So (laughs) Um, when is your due date? Yeah, I'm due in November, which is so exciting. Um, I know. So I've been waddling around and talk about sweating. I feel like my summer has just been (laughs) the summer of sweat. Yeah. And my little boy, I have a little boy who went to a a Bible camp this summer and that was like his first time doing that. He's seven. so. So sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And they come home with all the cute songs and motions. Oh yeah. Teach me. Yes. I'm doing it too. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I'm a due in December. My due date is December 9th, so I'm not too far behind you. So, girl, I get it. Like, I walked outside the other day, and my husband was like, it feels great out here. And I was like, "What? who, who yeah. are you? I was like, I just can't tell. Am I just 10 degrees hotter than everybody else or what's going on? So, it's like second pregnancy, first pregnancy in the summertime. And I don't – if we can if we can time it, 
Yep. We're not going to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that again. Oh, man. Okay. I, this is why I'm so excited for today's conversation because I feel like so many of my, my real, real life friends sit down coffee in person. Those kind of conversations have been just honestly, like if we get vulnerable, it's about feeling a little bit stuck, wondering if what we're doing is enough, especially on the topic of motherhood or just transitioning, just the weird overall, hey, I just want someone to give me some affirmation that what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to do. And that's tricky because that changes. I mean, what I'm supposed to be doing, quote unquote, could change next week than it is this week. And so taking like just the flexibility of what this whole topic is, there can be a lot of gray matter. So when I heard about you and heard about your book, I was like, this is going to be perfect for the people because this is where a lot of us are right now. So I want you to almost just spill, just introduce yourself, who you are, all the fun things you've got going on. And then I have some like selfish questions I need to ask you to find some clarity in my own life and just pray it helps other people listening. I love it. Well, bring me all your questions. We can treat it like a private life planning session that everybody yeah, for real. Um, no, I'm so pumped. So the book is Life Starts Now, but really it's exactly what you just said. It is all the things that women say behind closed doors, the questions mm-hmm. you're asking, the angst around does my life look the way that I would hope that it would look? And why can't I quite feel happier or more joy or satisfaction despite all the seemingly good things that are happening in my life? And so um, it's really about helping women step further into their calling. And I take this really cool process that I've been doing behind the scenes with life planning one-on-one with women. And I've kind of dropped that process in the book so that people can actually walk through it themselves Yeah, and make some breakthrough in their life. Yeah. I think one of the things that I am hearing over and over again in conversations I'm having, and honestly, even in my own mind, is this idea of like, I just, I just, sometimes I feel like I'm called to more. Yes. Or the right now, like you said, I love how you said it. It's so good. Like there's really, I mean, there's no tragedy that I feel like I'm working through right now. There's no, there's nothing in my life that, I mean, yes, of course, like minor little things every day that I we have to tweak and repent and whatever. But overall, like things are, things are fine. Like things are okay. I feel scary saying that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, but at the same time, like why, why do I almost feel this fidget? fidgetiness what's the word like fidgetness in my heart like wanting to make sure everything is good what do you think it is for women that just kind of feel unsettled and like on their toes just ready to change things up all the time yeah I think I love the way that you describe that of feeling that fidgety kind of way and uh, the way that I feel like women often describe it to me in the best case they say that they feel fidgety (laughs) on the on the worst (laughs) side of that um we kind of describe that as this feeling of drowning in shallow water of like I should Mm -hmm. be able to just stand up (laughs) almost like it seems like I should be able to have my head above water and somehow I can't quite do it And there is no major trauma or tragedy that I'm dealing with. Of course, we all have periodic pains and heartbreak, but Mm -hmm. um, on a day-to-day basis, it seems like it should be good. I think, honestly, so much of that comes from uh, where we've decided to kind of craft our life. Like, what are the things that are shaping and informing our expectations of who we, quote unquote, should be, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we end up, I think, and our culture kind of trains us to honestly 
to long for a life that I don't think is really fulfilling for us. And so we use all these other things to cobble together our identity, like the stuff we have, the people we love, you know, um, the job that we do. We take all of that and we think that that's supposed to define who we are. And then we reach this point at the end of the day where we're like, wait a minute, but who am I? Where is my joy? Where's my yes. sense of purpose? Yes. Do you also feel like because women almost can like average up what it's supposed to look like and then they label it on themselves that that's where they just lose peace because they're like, well, why is it that I'm not happy being a stay-at-home mom? Like, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Or why am I not happy working towards this dream? Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be girl boss hustling towards. And and in reality, it's like, because we haven't audited like where we are, or what we actually, what, what our thing is, because our thing could be different than her thing. Absolutely. I think that's such a great way of putting like we average up. And I think it's a form of comparison. Um, It's also a disconnection from what our unique purpose is, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I think so many women have kind of dissociated in a way from who they are. Like, so they're more aware of what their family's expectations are of them or what social media (laughs) tells them that they should be longing for rather than taking the space and the time to go oh no, this is what really brings me deep meaning. Um, if I were to spend my time and my effort and energy in this particular place, like I would feel like my life made sense. Um, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, we're just, we don't live there. <laughs> we live in a very different space. Yeah. I might step on some toes saying this, but I just okay. feel like I have to. I think the reason why maybe we feel stuck in that place, but it's so hard for us to to leave that place, even though we know that we could, is maybe it's just so intimidating to like wipe the erase board clean yeah, and ask the hard questions like, okay, what is next for me? Or what do I desire? Or what does God have for me in this season that I might miss if I don't lean in and yeah. ask him what obedience looks like? And that those are hard questions. Those yeah. are really intimidating places to go. So for someone listening, that's like, I, yeah, I'm like ready to wipe my board clean. That's why I pushed play today. I'm excited to draw some things. Where, like, where do they even start when they're feeling the overwhelm of starting yeah. over? Oh my gosh. Well, you nailed it. I think that uh, I have a phrase that I use in the book. There's a whole chapter I devoted to developing the courage to be nobody, because I think that you're so right. It requires courage. It's terrifying to stand empty handed without a template for how life is supposed to look. And so to step back and to say, I have to actually pay attention to what I want and how I'm wired and there's no one else on the planet who's like me. <laughs> so there's there's no, you know, prescription for how I'm supposed to live my life. Which yes. is terrifying, but also <laughs> the coolest thing ever. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like I get a little excited and also I want to go crawl in fetal position in the corner, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think so many of us are in that space. And, you know, you ask the first step. I think one of the most critical things is that we actually reconnect to like, what is our own voice saying? So how do we carve out spaces of quiet and solitude and kind of disconnect? Um, I have some practical tools that I use to do that, but we need some way where we can, for a moment, tune out the voices of everyone else and actually amplify the sound of our own voice so we can start to go, okay, what do I really want? What am I about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
what are some of those ways? Can you just give us like one or two? Yeah. So, I mean, a really easy one. I love it. Um, the one that's actually changed my life the most is my reclaim the morning practice. And I'm so glad you're going here because this is one yeah. of my favorite things that you've talked about. Yeah. I'm like a, so on a morning sting. I don't know how to describe it. I'm just, yes. Really? Okay. Continue. Okay. I'm so excited I want to <laughs> hear more about that. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a reclaim the morning practice. I am not a morning person. Let it be known. Um, that is not my ministry but I do love the idea of curing my own voice. And so I think carving out some sort of sacred time in your day, and I think the start of your day is really critical where I am able to tap into what do I want? What do I care about? What's my purpose? What's my intention? And I allow that to inform how I pursue the day as opposed to just diving in and you know, I roll over after my alarm goes off grab my phone and scroll Instagram and say, you know, oh, <laughs> how is Instagram yes. telling me to live or prioritize my life today? So that is, it's a hard thing, if, especially if you're not a person who lives by routine um, or lives by certainly a morning routine, but that has totally transformed how I approach my life. Ditto. Yeah. I got to this very frustrating place where I was like, why is it that noon comes around and I'm so, I'm just going to say, I'm so excited to put my baby down for a nap so that I can just kind of figure it out because yeah. I'm in a funk, right? And you're like, he's not getting the best version of me. I'm not getting the best version of me. What is going on? And when I started looking at the patterns, I was unprepared for the day. So like even this down to the small things where like he wakes up ready for milk and I'm like having to fumble around with it. Why not just make the milk the night before, put it in the fridge kind of thing. Like things like that, like I wasn't thinking through what am I running into? What are my frustrations? But even on a deeper level, like you're saying, instead of me happening to my day, my day was happening to me and yeah. telling me what to do. And I would, I, I'll admit, like I woke up, checked my email, waiting for an exciting email to come through, or like <laughs> would open up Instagram, check the notifications because the red dot was really annoying me. You know, just things like that. Those are not places that you should be putting your feet when you first open your eyes and your mind is awake for the first time. Yeah, I'm like. And, and if you do, the places that you allow your mind and your heart to go and roam are really dangerous, especially when considering just what life can throw at you that day that you don't know what to be prepared for. So instead, yes, like having to come up with a routine has been so nice for me because I'm okay. If everything else today falls apart, at least we got this, this, and this where I just kind of got to have my moments yes. and, you know, like set my intentions. I love how you said that. So That's yeah, so I, I'm like... Great tangent. I'm like, yes. okay, girls listening, like, let's all get it together in the morning. Oh my goodness. It really changes everything. I love the way, I mean, I wish that people um, who are listening right now, they could see like the joy on your face. Cause you can actually oh, see so like, the lightness of being of like, oh my goodness. And I did this and it changed my life. It is so yeah. true. And it really does. You know, it takes a little bit of planning. Um, it takes some breaking down. I mean, we actually, um, my team, we started working on a reclaim the morning course because we wanted to help people actually have the action steps. Because it's exactly what you said. It's like it starts the night before. Like, how do I even yes. get myself ready to be ready <laughs> in the morning? Right. Right. So yeah, it's it's something that's worth investing your time and energy into building for yourself. You know, when people say Sunday scaries, oh, like yeah. you know, Sunday night a little bit scared to start the week. Like those don't have to be a thing. Yeah. You know, you can be like, no, I'm excited for tomorrow morning and my cup of tea or like whatever you do. You're like, I'm yeah. excited. I 
get to wear the eye patches while I'm getting ready for the day. Like romance it, make it fun, make it something you look forward to. And I think just like that small, that small thing for me has really helped a ton. Um, So the fact you have a course coming, you're going to have to spill all the beans after we finish recording because I want to put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am. I am on one with the morning time. Okay. If you can't tell. Um, I, yeah. So for someone that like, I want to go back to this big practical question because I love the reclaiming the morning. Um, In my mind, I'm like, reel it back, Rachel. Bunny trails, bunny trails. (laughs) Um, I, for someone that's intimidated to step into what this looks like. And I love that you mentioned listening to the different voices that are inside of you. Like, that are excited for the things to come or a little bit anxious and you can minister to that part of your heart or ask somebody else to rather than listening to the voices that are inundating us, whether they're online or maybe unfortunately from a negative relationship in person, what, how do we, I'm trying to think through like even how to ask the question, how do we know which voice is the voice that maybe can help direct us? Because for me, I have so many ideas, concerns, whatever about my future. How do I line them all up and be like, Hey, you belong. You don't let's go here. Right. Whatever. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I hear your question. It's, it's a little bit of a rough one. So I'll say that there's a part of me. So my training is as a marriage and family therapist. So I love the language that you're kind of using of there's a part of me here um, that thinks this way. There's a part of me that maybe feels this um, little nod to internal family systems. If we're thinking of like these different parts of us that are all kind of working together. And so we have, mm-hmm. when we think of our voice, our voice sounds different depending on context and situations. And I think that the way that you learn what your true voice is, is practice. <laughs> it's something that you can't just do one day. Um, it takes time to actually start to pay attention and notice it. Um, it's the reason why a lot of people work with me as a life planner is because sometimes you need that objectivity because you need somebody else who's hearing you and says, wait, no, you've said that before, or you keep coming back to Mm. this. Mm -hmm. This seems like a consistent theme. So that morning routine, that reclaim the morning idea is an opportunity for you to consistently go like, what are the things that I complain about that I'm worried about? I'm excited about where you can actually track what what's happening what does my voice sound like but if you're not able to do that i also think it's really critical that you look at your whole life story and just say what are the messages and the truths that i've leaned on for the whole of my life that i keep running back to again and again and those things are probably good clues and indicators of of what my voice sounds like yes and i think with that comes the clarity to yeah. the confusion all the things totally realizing what lights me on fire like what is it that I look forward to doing or what are some things in my life that just I mean empty me in the worst way yes (laughs) what could I outsource whatever and when you get to those points I think the clarity like I said is right in front of you Mm -hmm. what are some good practicals for women that maybe like have the clarity. They're like, okay, gotten to the point where I know what I love and like what I want to do. I'm just a little scared to take that first step in doing what it is because it's so different than maybe what I've been used to operating in. Yeah. I am a fan of making micro changes in our life. So um, when I'm helping a woman kind of figure out her purpose and how does she step into what's next, we start off with getting that insight, just like you mentioned, figuring out like, who are you? What are you about? 
then figuring out what's the big direction of your life, like where are you headed? And then our last portion of it is exactly where you're talking about women are that you're just mentioning is that place of stewarding your influence. And so how do you start to take action and move into your purpose? And a lot of times when we think about taking action, purposeful action, we think of it as making monumental changes, like a Yamla come fix my life. Like we need to like radically change everything, <laughs> right? I need an overhaul, fixer upper, yeah. like I need that. And um, I think that real life, it doesn't happen like fixer upper, no shade to Joanna Gaines. Cause I do love her immensely. We love her, but right? it doesn't happen in 45 minutes. It doesn't, right? right? <laughs> and so you actually need the baby steps. And I think that it's okay to start to pay attention to where have I been placed? Like what context has God put me in? Um, who are the people I know? What do I have access to? And um, there's a ton of, I actually have in the book, a ton of questions that can very practically walk you through um, some key questions to ask yourself so you can start to build almost like a catalog of the resources that you have at your disposal so that you can start to move into um, some action that's more in line with who you want to be. Um, but you don't have to do a 180. So I just want to like free women of so that good. pressure. Like don't yes. try to do a 180 on your life. I love it. Two thoughts. Yeah. One, I love that this comes in an order because for me, I feel like girls that maybe relate to me that are listening are like, yeah, I'm the kind of girl that I'm like, I'm ready to take action, yes. but I don't really have the why or I haven't really identified what it is that is unsettling that I feel like I need to take act. Like the fidgetiness that we talked about earlier um, makes me just want to go and do and climb and hustle. But right. before we do the things, we have to know why we're doing the things or what things are even important to do or else we burn out and we, we're at square one again. Yes. So yeah, I love that this comes in an order. Yes. And you're yes. so right. And that's more of where um, women who are like you, but I think a lot of us, we feel the pressure of, I'm so unhappy or frustrated or discontent that I want to create change right away. And so yeah. we leap to action, but then we end up taking a lot of undirected action. <laughs> so we, we change our circumstances, but we get new variables and we're like, oh, this doesn't work either. And so I love if we can spare you some time and actually figure out first, like, where are you, where are you really going and what do you have available to you that can be a resource so that you can kind of optimize your path there? So yeah, slow down a little bit is the, is the goal. Yes. Slow down. That yeah. is like my thing. I'm like, I'm going to put it on a letter board. Yes. So say, slow down, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> no one else can tell me to chill except for myself. Do you yes. know what I mean? But it's mm -hmm. like, sometimes I just need to chill. Uh, and I love the degrees. Like it doesn't have to be 180 degrees because I think, especially if you grew up in evangelical culture, you grew up around this idea of repent, which literally does mean like turning 180 degrees away from right. sin and the things. And that's, a, that's honestly a different conversation. And I think it's easy for me to believe if there's going to be change, it has to be complete opposite because what's happening isn't working and that's intimidating and kind of can keep me stuck. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that keeps other people stuck too. But my husband is a pilot and I've said this in other episodes because it's like so true. But if he was off course, even one degree and he goes miles, 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 miles in reality, like one degree, not that big of a deal, but you could end up being like oceans apart from where you're supposed to be the further yes. you go. And it's the same though, positively thinking, like if you changed one degree closer to where you're supposed to be, or you put 1% in more a little bit to the area that lights you on fire, where you might have a little bit more time, like that is going to feed 
into getting you into the way, into the direction to be closer to what really what you'd want to do, even if it doesn't look like the final destination, you're at least closer. Congrats, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that. I usually talk about it as a, um, hitting a golf ball, right. And the idea you can just hit it slightly off. And I love the idea of a pilot because I just have this visual. Maybe I've been flying a lot this summer or something, but (laughs) I love that because it really does capture that idea of being one degree off. And, um, you know, I'll say too, that often what happens is, um, my, my husband's a psychiatrist and we, he will say when he's working with patients that, you know, he can't really, uh, treat what he hasn't diagnosed and he can't diagnose what he hasn't Mm -hmm. assessed. And I think sometimes a lot of us want to skip to the treatment, you know, just give me, give me a solution. Just let's fix it somehow. But we don't know that the treatment is actually the right one until we've taken enough time to accurately diagnose and assess what's going on. So that's really the starting point for us. So I know sometimes, you know, when you're an action oriented person, it feels like, oh, let's just do something. But recognize that the assessment part, the evaluating and sitting with yourself and noticing and paying attention to who you are, that is so valuable because once you know that, you're going to be so clear on the kinds of solutions that you ultimately develop for yourself. Yes. And can I add on that, that this is why it's so important that your community matters, like who you are revolved around, like who you spend the most time with are the people that are going to help you refine and figure out who you are, or they're going to add clutter so that you just truly don't know who you are. And that, and honestly, this goes beyond people. This goes like anything you intake, what relationships, media, where you spend your time, whatever. So I just think it's really neat to do that. Just assessment of who's in your life. What are they adding or what are they taking from you? Um, Because I think that a lot of times in my most confusing seasons, it's because it's not necessarily the people, but just the things that I'm letting define me have just added, like I said, clutter to a place where I'm like, okay, hold on. We need a purge because there's too much in this attic. I can't even see what belongs anymore. Exactly. So that's, that's where I get. So I think that's why it's so important. I love pushing this because it's, it's just critical, especially, I mean, especially as women, like we need our people and oh yes, they can help you. They can help you with this. If you feel like you don't know where to start. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I think that's true, especially as women. I think we we rely on our communities. I call them the text thread troops, right, of your life. Yes. The, like the, the five it. folks <laughs> that you text all the time who kind of speak truth into your life and all of that. Um, those those people matter so much because they can they influence the degrees, right? They they help kind of modulate where you're headed in your life. And so it is important to kind of audit that group too. Thanks for bringing that in. It's important. Yeah. Especially on the days where you're like, I just can't, but I know I need to. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, 1-800-GIRLFRIEND, help me. (laughs) Like, tell me what to do. Pray for me. Come over. Help me make dinner. I just can't do this right now. And those are the people. And if you don't have those people, I'm going to list some other like good resources in our show notes of episodes we've had on before, like our favorites to find them. Um, One of them, Find Your People by Jenny Allen. Have you read that book yet? Oh my goodness. Yes. Jenny Allen. She's awesome. We love her. Yeah. Go Jenny. But she wrote a book. It's a great resource about finding your people. It's literally called Find Your People. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so look that up. And it's it's great. But yes, that is brilliant because 
yeah, so many times like I try to define me and we see so much of the behind the scenes that it's hard to see the actual highlight and the snippet of, oh, wait, that's who I am. And that's why, honestly, shameless plug, finding a life planner like Chanel herself. <laughs> is yeah. really great too because they can be like hey I saw that really made you happy when you started talking about this or yeah you've mentioned this several times before tell me more it just takes people so true yeah 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 okay I want you to tell us did this come from a place where you once felt stuck and you're like all right we got to figure this out <laughs> there's got to be a system or do you just feel like this is a natural god-given gift because it can be both and or yeah. And I'm just curious, like, how'd you get to this point? You're like, I think I have a key to yeah. the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's, it is definitely both. And I will say that um, it all kind of came to a head for me when I was standing in the middle of Rockefeller Center. So I uh, moved to New York City. What a dreamy place to have I know. this moment. <laughs> Any sort of mountaintop spiritual moment is like Rock Center is the place. Um, we love it. For sure. I was there. I was, uh, I'd moved from California to New York to work in magazine publishing. And I was standing in this spot where they put the Christmas tree every year. Our magazine, I was working for House Beautiful. If you're a fan, this is, I love home renovation. Um, I was at House Beautiful and we built a life-sized kitchen in the middle of Rock Center. And so I was standing behind these velvet ropes because we turned it into a bar and there were like all these tourists walking through and Rock Center gets about 350,000 people that walk through there each day. And so that's people, wild, right? Like yeah. so many people. So, many, <laughs> um, so there were all these tourists looking at me and kind of going like, who's that girl, you know, behind the ropes and I remember thinking in that moment, like, oh, Lord, I've done it. I'm here. I've like reached the pinnacle of what I wanted to do. I'm working in magazine publishing. I'm in New York City. I'm in Rock Center. I feel all the energy. And that thought was immediately followed by, this feels so unfulfilling. <laughs> I was mm. like, oh, my goodness, mm -hmm. there has to be more. And you were talking at the beginning about that idea of like, I'm made for more than this. And so mm -hmm. I started noticing that I was actually more drawn to some of the work I was doing in my spare time, which was writing about relationships, helping women, um, engaging with their faith, helping women within figuring out their personal life and their professional life. And I got trained um, in this life planning process. And then I also got trained as a marriage and family therapist. And I started to blend the two because I realized that there are some um, breakthroughs that are possible in therapy and from that perspective. But I also love to just be a little more directive and hands-on. And I love the idea of sitting in a woman's story for more than a 45-minute counseling session. And yeah. so, yeah, I got to kind of come up with this framework and it's been pretty life-changing ever since. And you're really good at it. <laughs> I'm like, and you, <laughs> and you. It, it works. It works. And it Rock. works. We love it. And yeah. it works. Uh, it's just so fun to find these people that you feel aligned with and that are carrying through something to help women find freedom in their lives. Because I think that that's totally the enemy's ploy in my own life is just try to help me feel or not even help me feel, I don't need any help feel this way, <laughs> but just stuck and being like, what is next? Like life changes all the time. Seasons change, things shift, babies grow up, like you morph as you grow. And that's a scary thought to think like what worked last year isn't going to work today. And what works today isn't going to work in a year necessarily. So just being in that flexible limbo, if you're a person that likes routine or rhythms or whatnot, um, 
like that's where I feel so attacked most times by the enemy, just feeling stuck and not sure where to turn. So I just don't, I just move. I'm paralyzed. So to find people like you, they're like, no girl, charge it. Like you got it. It's, it's easier than you maybe think it is. You're not as stuck as you might believe you are. Um, yeah, I just love introducing friends like you to friends that listen. Cause I'm like, we just need each other. Yeah. <laughs> we need this message. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so true. Yeah. Just wanted to, to rant on how much, how much this conversation means to me and how much I know it's going to mean to people listening. So where can people find life starts now, how to create the life you've been waiting for? Yeah. Well, they can find it anywhere. Books are sold, but they can also head to my website at chaneldocoon.com. And um, yeah, I would love for you to engage. Actually stop by the website. If you do get the book, um, we've created some like digital resources that are free that go with it. And so I would love for you to partake in that. It'll help you as you kind of are starting to implement all that you read in the book. Um, But yeah, it's a great resource. Like make this true in your life, <laughs> get the the kind of breakthrough yes. and the insight um, for yourself. Now it's not something that you have to wait for. If you're feeling miserable or discontent, you can, you can get that breakthrough now. Mm-hmm. And this book totally, I feel like focus on focuses on finding your purpose when you're not sure what it is. Also a great, just, I think taking that step when you're terrified of what's next and just doing it and finding what lights you on fire. So all the things, if girls push play on this episode, basically what I'm trying to say is go by the book because there's a lot more there that we could ever fit in a conversation here that is going to help you and aid you. One of my favorite questions to ask is this, it's nothing spiritual. So like no pressure. Okay. (laughs) What is something that you're loving these days that you have to share with our friends listening? It can be anything. It could be a shameless plug or an Amazon find or anything in between. Okay. Well, I will say um, I am obsessed with tea right now. So one thing that I'm loving is um, I made like an Instagram reel because this is the depth of my obsession. I'm not an influencer, but I was like, (laughs) I'm going to do this. Um, Honey, vanilla, lavender tea latte. I mean, it is like slap your mama. So good. Just like a heavenly experience. So those are all my favorite flavors. Just in one, right? It's all the in things. In one. Yeah. So that's what you need in uh, your life. <laughs> okay. I'm going to look up that reel. Yep. I'm going to look up that reel. I'm going to add it to our show notes. Yep. Um, and then make it myself <laughs> and report back. Uh, tea. There's like something about tea. I grew up with a grandmother that drank tea and I would drink it with her because I thought it looked cool, but I hated it. Yeah. I was like, I, I like the smell, not the taste. So I just like have it and smell it. Right. <laughs> now, what is it about our palates that changes adults? And I'm like, I crave tea. Yeah. Like I over coffee even. I think yes. I'm tea over coffee. Uh-huh. I know yeah. you said that. And I had a, mo- a part of me that felt like a deep shame because I used to be like a soul coffee person. And now I'm like, yeah, I think I like tea more too. So I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I want to go to England where they're like, everyone puts on a cup of tea. Like if you have someone over in your home, it's like, yeah, you get tea. you've got to do it. A cup of tea. Uh-huh. That's right. I'm like, I want that. I want tea and biscuits. I'll make that in my house. I'll make it a thing. I'll be that, that girl. Yeah. I, yeah, no, for real. Tea is a thing for sure. Okay, I am going to link all the things we talked about today, your book, resources. Can't wait for that course. So like if you need a nudge yeah, or if you need some like push, like we would love the Reclaiming Your Morning course like you talked about before, all the things. But I'm just so grateful for you and the wisdom that you shared and 
honestly the key that you handed over to us because sometimes we just overcomplicate it and for you to just like look at the mess and help us organize means more than you would ever know oh you're so kind yeah. well i'm so excited and yes stay in touch rachel thank you you are such a light in the world so we are so grateful for you <laughs> i love your energy so and your your space <laughs> yes thank you for being here this episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.